You're listening to episode 105 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. This episode is going to rock your world. First off, let's just put this out there. Get ready to fall in love with the sweet and brilliant Laura Sprinkle. No, no, you heard me correctly. Laura Sprinkle. With a name like that, tell me she was not born to charm the friggin' world. But don't be mistaken, she is a fierce, fierce, fierce entrepreneur and amazing in her work. So this episode is where you, you're going to take your business to the next level, okay? Your income, the way you operate your company. Yes, I said company. We are not playing small anymore. We're talking about today partnerships, affiliate programs, referrals, and how they can absolutely skyrocket your profit and scale your business. Laura Sprinkle teaches entrepreneurs how to grow their businesses using strategic, high-touch partnerships, and she's going to talk about what that means in today's episode. She helps industry leaders. I don't know, maybe you've heard of Amy Porterfield. One of my mentors, Selena Sue, Todd Herman. She has helped them build out their partnership programs, and she's seen over 12 million, that's one, two, million in partner revenues come in through her methods. And she's supported thousands of partners across dozens of industries. And what I love about her is that her motto is partnerships first, fun always. And she sprinkles that message throughout everything she does. I think today's episode is going to be one of those ones where like eyes open, ears open, receiving, ready to take things to new heights. We are not just course creators. We are not just podcast hosts. We are not just entrepreneurs. We're not just selling products on Etsy. We're not just running our brick and mortar stores. We're not just running a little side hustle. We run companies and these strategies are the things that are going to help us scale our companies. And you know me, you know, I believe so deeply in mentoring my people to have profitable and scalable businesses, which is why you, as one of my insiders, one of my listeners, you got to get on my wait list for my long-awaited, thank you for your many requests, Scaling Up Your Business course. It's launching in August. And if you're ready, like truly ready, if you're like, I'm done the grind, I want the next level, I want more income, I want more impact, and I want more freedom of time, you got to go to elizabethhartke.com forward slash scaling up waitlist. elizabethhartke.com forward slash scaling up waitlist because... We're launching soon. 
And I put something really special together for my insiders, because if you end up buying the course, which you're not pressured to, you just get on the wait list and you can decide what you want to do when it launches. But at least if you're on there, you get access to the special bonus that comes your way through the wait list. So go to elizabethharkey.com forward slash scaling up wait list. And now I want to put a little sprinkle in your life. Please help me welcome Laura Sprinkle to Scaling Up. You are going to love this episode. Well, Laura, since the first time I connected with you through the business mastermind I'm in and I heard you speak on this topic, I knew we had to have you on the show. So I'm so excited to welcome you to Scaling Up. And I also didn't realize that you were a Maine girl. I grew up in New Hampshire and Maine's one of my favorite spots. Amazing. I actually grew up in New Hampshire too um, and then moved to Maine like five years ago, but I'm so honored to be on the show. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to chat through today because we're talking all things referrals, partnerships, you know, affiliate programs, ways to collaborate and expand your reach, give other people amazing opportunities, increase impact within your programs and services. And I'm just curious because every time my listeners know, every time I have an entrepreneur on the show, I'm like, I want to know more about the story. So this is a pretty specific topic. How did you end up going down this route? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, And of course, you know, there are different threads that led me to helping people create affiliate programs and partner programs. And I would say that looking back, since hindsight is twenty twenty, there was this moment actually when I was in the Portland Public Library here in Maine, and I was on the dirty floor crying and had no idea how I was going to pay my rent the next month. And I had been depressed for a few months at that point, uh, had felt like because I'm depressed, because I have no money, I can't go out, can't do anything. So I'm sitting there on the floor And I said, okay, Laura, make a list of five things that you can do to make rent next month. Like just, I didn't even think I said five things. I was like, just make a list, right? I love lists. That was my first to go to. So the very first thing I wrote on the list was reach out to friends and ask if they know of a job opening. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So I didn't even write the rest of the list. I just texted Uh, three people that live in Maine that are entrepreneurs uh, that I know. And I'm just like, Hey, do you know of any job openings? I'll even work at Starbucks. Like I don't care. I just need something. And that snowballed and led to actually two of them ended up hiring me to work behind the scenes in their business for their launches. Cause that's sort of what I did before. But uh, you know, once I got into that state and spiraled out, I, you know, stopped talking to people. Uh, So ended up with, behind the scenes of two of their businesses, which led me to um, Todd Herman's 90 day year mastermind, which led to me working with Selena Sue, who we have in common, which led to her asking me to be the affiliate manager. So just snowballed from there. And for me really goes back to the heart of what I do, which is we don't have to do this alone. We don't have to do life alone. We don't have to do business alone. And the second that you recognize that and can partner with other people, like you're just going to go so much higher. Oh, totally agree. And entrepreneurship can be such an isolating thing if you're mm-hmm. not pr- like seeking those connections and relationships has to be a really proactive process. Um, so it can be tough. And you, I consider you anyway, the queen bee of all things partnerships. And I know you've worked with everyone from Amy Porterfield, and like you mentioned, Todd Herman. 
I'm curious too, like, did those opportunities come early in the process or did you kind of have to like work into those higher level spaces? And was there any, you know, doubt or imposter syndrome creeping in as you got new opportunities? Yeah, that's a great question. So I told Selena this recently, but so the first time I worked with her, she was actually like my first, like going for it, launch manager. I really talked my way into that role. (laughs) Like I saw it posted, someone tagged me and I was like, yeah, I talk about launch. I was like, sure, I could manage a launch, like whatever. And uh, had to figure it out along the way. I mean, it was when her team was a lot smaller. I think there was five of us running the launch, but you know, we hit almost a million dollars and it was such a big learning experience. So kind of in a way, no, I didn't stair step. Although, you know, obviously there were things that happened before that. The fact that I even knew what a launch was right. uh, at that point, like I had to learn before that. And then from there, I did work with, with yeah, some, some smaller business owners, uh, which led to working with, with Todd and then Amy. So in some ways, I did have to work up to it. But I think more of what I worked up to was really having the system around it. Like my first couple of launches with Selena, I was making stuff up, which sounds bad. Like, oh, she was paying me to make stuff up. But I believe really led me to be, I mean, I'll just call myself the queen bee of partnerships too, like you said, because I did, thank you, because I did things differently from the way that everybody else was doing, because I didn't know how to do it. And I made it up myself. Yeah. And I just wanted to highlight that. It does make sense. I wanted to highlight it because I know so many of the people listening are thinking that they have to have it. It's a tricky double-edged sword, right? We're like, oh, well, we need to have experience to get the opportunities, but you need to have opportunities to claim the experience. And sometimes it's just about like jumping in and figuring out it as you go and having the confidence that you're capable of figuring that out as you go. And it leads to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. We weren't either like born with this level of expertise and we also aren't always just going to be able to kind of behind the scenes, learn and accumulate a bunch of knowledge and then come onto the scene as like the top dog. There is this process of, you know, uncertainty and testing things out and be just being capable. And so many of the listeners tuning in are so capable, but they're hesitating because they want all the ducks in a row before they take that step. So I just kind of had wanted to see, and I assumed that that is something along the lines of what you would say. Um, but sure. let's get down to the good stuff. Why everyone's going to be eagerly waiting what, what you have to share today. And can we just start at the beginning for anyone that's new to the idea of affiliates or referrals or partnerships? What are you talking about when you say that? Yeah. So specifically in the online world, when I'm talking about partner programs, and like you mentioned in the beginning, that could mean a referral program. It could mean an affiliate launch. Um, any number of things you know, fall under that category. But what it really means is that you you know, you have a product that's amazing, that's getting people results, whether it's a service, a program, uh, a physical product even. And there are other people out there who have already built audiences that would really benefit from your product. And so when they share the opportunity to buy your product, to enroll in your programs with their audience and people register through a special link, then they will get a commission for sharing and you will get, you know, an additional student and more money. Um, into your business as well. 
Yep. Thanks for clarifying that because I just want to make sure everyone knew what we were talking about before we dove into the, yeah. the how-to of it. Yeah. So what have you seen as like the true power of affiliate launches and partnerships? Like for the people that might be on the fence of like, yeah, but I launch my own stuff and I do all right, or I'll run ads or like, what is the added leverage that you get when you kind of jump into the space? And also coming from the standpoint of like, creating additional income streams, both having affiliates working with you for your launches, but also considering being a partner or an affiliate in that process. For sure. Uh, So I like to think back to like, there's three ways that you can bring in leads in your business. You can use organic traffic and that is very valuable and you're nurturing these relationships. It could be a podcast, it could be blog, social media. And I think everybody should do that in their business. And you probably talk about that a lot on the podcast. Uh, However, it does take time. The second way that people bring in leads is through paid advertising, which I believe a lot of businesses go into too soon. And I mean, it does take money. It takes testing. There's, you know, it's complicated to figure out. I don't think people should never run ads. I love people that run ads and <laughs> a lot of people that do. And then there's this third way that's really undertapped, which is partnerships and leveraging other people's audiences. And the power of doing that is you can do it quickly, like pretty much right away when you start your business. Um, referrals are amazing leads because they've already set you up and said, this person is awesome. This product is awesome. So it's a warm lead, unlike with Facebook traffic or, or ads, which are cold. Uh, So it's a warm lead. They're usually great customers uh, because they were warmed up by somebody else. I think you had another question in there. Yeah, sorry. I have have a tendency (laughs) to do that when I'm excited about a topic. I'm like, here are 18 questions I'd like you to answer in this proper order. Please, ready, go. Um, The second piece of it was like, so you're bringing people in to be an affiliate or a partner for your stuff, but let's talk about it from the other angle of like an additional income stream for us as entrepreneurs so that we're not just staying in that one trick pony or service-based business model, but we have other ways to bring cash flow in. For sure. So thinking about, so the top of the funnel, there's these three ways and and whether you do one of them or all three or a combo, then you're bringing people in, you know, they opt in for your freebie or, you know, they become a lead and they might become a customer and you help them with something very specific, but other people are doing the same thing and they're nurturing their audiences with something very specific. And if you don't want that to be the end of the road, because a return customer is an amazing customer, but if you don't have anything else to sell them, but they have more things that they could benefit from, then you can partner with other people uh, and you don't need to go become an expert in all of the different things, right? Like if all of your people have already bought your one program and you don't want to go create another program, you can promote somebody else's that is in alignment with yours. So you'll make a commission by sharing what they have to sell. You'll be helping your audience who will thank you for sharing this other opportunity. Uh, And you don't have to go deliver that course or become an expert in that other area. Totally. And this is such a powerful uh, business scaling tactic too, because what I love about it is when we're in a launch, obviously I'm not going to take on an affiliate launch for somebody else because I want to be promoting what I'm promoting. But then there are times of the year where I'm like, man, I don't want to be doing all the work that goes into launching something myself. And especially if it's a category of something like you mentioned that I'm not, that's not my expertise, or at least it's not my zone of genius where I want to spend my time. I'll schedule another launch with someone else 
and promote their stuff without having to do all the back end stuff. Like I'm not the one creating the course. I'm not the one running the groups or whatever it might be. And it's a great way to keep cash flow coming in, even when you're not launching something yourself. Um, and you can do it in a small scale or a big scale. I mean, I have partnerships with people who, uh, for some of my evergreen stuff, that they just have their promotional link and they're just a natural feeder into my programs because even if I'm not launching, I might have something that I do that serves their people that they don't do and they just use that link. So it's like continual opportunity for them to bring in cash flow. And it's a great way for me to keep my evergreen products running. I wanted to kind of talk through a couple other things. Well, about a million and 50 other things. (laughs) So (laughs) I think one of the, so like there's what I just talked about, like giving people an affiliate link and whenever they want to use it, they can, but let's talk about affiliates and partnerships around launches specifically. How can you go into a launch and help your partners be super successful with it versus just saying, Hey, I have this program launching. Here's your affiliate link. Go promote it. What are the things that we can have on the back end that ensure that they have big success with it, which ultimately leads to your greater success with your launch? Definitely. I love this so much. And a lot of people do come to me that have evergreen programs that maybe have tried sending out links. And I feel like that works to some degree, and if you, you know, set things up in the way that I'm going to talk about in a moment, uh, it makes things a lot easier that will even help your evergreen sales. So I recommend to every single person that you do an official launch with your partners and then you turn things evergreen in order to follow the phases, which I'm about to talk about. So, so at the core of your partner program is your tech tracking and maybe you have a portal, something like that. And unfortunately, But fortunately for me is that's what people usually think of as a partner program and that's kind of where it stops. But I don't think that that takes into consideration the fact that these are people that you're partnering with and they're busy, you're busy, you know, they have their own business to run as well. And so when you follow these four phases, it really makes it super duper easy for them to hop in, promote, have fun, do do well, like you said, which therefore helps your launch. So it's attraction activation, amplification, and appreciation. So in Attract, you are really looking for partners that have your same core values. And this is really where I feel that I stand apart in a lot of ways from other people talking about affiliates and JVs in the industry. Because if you don't have the same core values as the people that you're partnering with, then they're gonna bring in students and customers that you don't want to work with that do not mesh with your audience that you've already built. Uh, And I think that's way more important than like the numbers. Like people always ask me, is there a certain number of number of people on someone's list before they can promote? And I've usually found that the people that have smaller audiences, but believe in you and your product so much are going to go all in and they're going to do way better. Uh, So that's attract. Once someone says yes, they move in to activate. And so in the activation phase, it's between when they say yes and when they start promoting. And this is super important because this is when you want to train them on exactly what you want them to do, exactly what your product is, and you're going to provide them with assets. So you're going to provide them with swipe copy, templates, graphics, everything so that it's so easy. Because if you 
have ever launched something, like it is a lot of work. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of copy. There's a lot of, you know, things. So if you can just make it seamless for them with the assets and the training, they're going to be super pumped and they're way more likely to go all in. So I call it creating a go all in training. Then you're going to amplify everything during their actual promotion. So amplify is from when they start promoting to cart close. And we run contests. We have prizes that are super fun. We run a Facebook group for the partners to keep things super energized. Um, I'm like all about a dance party. So (laughs) I do a lot of those in there. And then, uh, and then it goes into appreciate. So, you know, paying on time, paying accurately, sending small gifts they might not be expecting, keeping in touch between launches, announcing your next launch dates right away, or having conversations with them about turning it evergreen, if that's something that you're doing. Uh, And then it's a circle around your core program. So like uh, appreciate just goes right back into attract, activate, amplify. Oh, that is so good. Let me digress for a second because I know this is going to speak to you. I feel like I get what's happening in your head because it was happening to me years ago when I was at this point in my business. And I remember thinking, imagine if I could wake up and just have the clarity of who I serve. Like I could know spot on what I do, what offers I should be creating, how to get people on my list, how to create the proper marketing to draw the right people in that are primed to buy, how to scale my impact, scale my income and create more freedom of time. Would that sit well with you? Like imagine being able to create these simple systems and strategies that take you out of the stage of trading time for money, where you have to be grinding in order to be earning anything and you're kind of capped in your potential into a business where you can literally and ethically earn in your sleep. And the thing is that people don't realize is that is not light years away. It is a pivot away. It is a decision away. And it won't just change your business. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. I've been in the game doing this, helping entrepreneurs make that shift from hustle to strong, scalable business models so they have fruitful businesses that generate a growing, life-changing income, make this massive impact that they're just dying to make, and they do it in a way that allows them to be present in their lives, present with the people that they love, more freedom of time. And I know you think you don't have time to pivot. I know you feel like you don't have those next steps yet or know exactly how to scale your brand or you're hearing messages from here and there and this podcast and this speaker and this guru and this course and it's confusing and I understand that. And I know if you're like me five years ago, feeling completely stuck in the grind, totally exhausted, but I still had this hope in me that I was going to get there eventually, not realizing that if I didn't make the pivot, it would never happen. And then the doubt would creep in. And then I thought, maybe I don't have what they have. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe people just don't connect with me or my message. Or there are too many other people like me doing what I want to be doing, but they're doing it better already. And they have more of a following and they're just going to make it happen. And I can't. But that is literally the narrative that is the wall between you today and the you that achieves those things that you want more than anything. The dreams. You're closer than you think. I have been getting asked for a while now, how can I get access to your framework of how you help your people scale their businesses? How can I get access to what you're teaching your mastermind students? You're teaching your high level one-on-one mentees that you're walking through from nothing business to six figures to seven figures. Like I need to do that, but I can't just step into this with you right now. 
So it's time. I am so excited. Thanks to you pushing me and holding me accountable to to making that impact on more people, I'm helping you shift from struggling entrepreneur to scaling CEO. You've been asking, and it's literally why my team and I created the Scaling Up Your Business course. It's the curriculum I teach. It's the framework that takes you from that stage of struggling entrepreneur all the way through this process so you come out with the transformation of scaling CEO. Confident, clear, laser-focused, and creating offers that sell. I've seen this make such an impact on my clients and I couldn't keep it just for us anymore. So it's coming. And because you're one of my insiders, you're one of my listeners, you can get early access and a special bonus if you go to the link elizabethhartke.com forward slash scaling up waitlist. That's elizabethhartke.com forward slash scaling up waitlist. And those who buy from the waitlist get a special bonus. And it hasn't launched quite yet, but it's coming oh so soon. And you don't want to miss the opportunity and the unbelievable bonuses that you will get limited time access to as one of my listeners. So go to elizabethhartke.com forward slash scaling up waitlist. You can live as a struggling entrepreneur. You can do okay. You can be a scaling CEO scaled up, crushing it, more income, more impact, more freedom of time, more fulfillment in the process. Let's do it. When you're in the amplify stage or the appreciate stage, do you recommend things like leaderboards and making it kind of that friendly competition and maybe something that they're, yes, they're going to get paid on the people that they have that come in through their pipeline that purchase, but is there something beyond that that like you can incentivize them with to, to go beyond just the payment. For sure. I love leaderboards and contests and prizes. Uh, and there are multiple ways. And I have spoken with some people that they're like, okay, my industry is really not into competition. And that is usually not actually true. I think most people like I feel like I'm the least competitive person ever. And yet I like seeing a leaderboard and seeing my name on there. So most people have that reaction to them. Uh, However, if like that's really against your core values, because again, I always come back to what your core values are. You can do contests for things like creativity. You could have a group prize like, hey, everyone, we're trying to hit this goal of, I don't know, 100 sales. If we hit it, we're going to unlock a beach party for everyone. I don't know. I just made that up. But <laughs> you can do Sounds fun to me. things. Yeah, right. Who doesn't want to go on a beach party? Especially people are going to be amped for a beach party very soon. Very after much this so. Starts. Yeah. Uh, so there's all kinds of things. And I mean, people love cash prizes, experience prizes, and I'll just like hint, side note, bonus of doing prizes, especially experience prizes, is you get to deliver that experience after your launch. And as part of appreciation, then it's going to go right back into attraction because they're going to have so much fun with you. And you'll be like, okay, the next launch is in a few months Mm -hmm. and they're going to want to win it again. Mm -hmm. You're teeing up your next offers and everything that you have coming up. Exactly. I can hear it now. I feel like I skipped a step with you. So I can hear my listeners being like, okay, this is all well and good. And I have people in mind that would, that I would love to affiliate for me. Mm -hmm. How do I get them to do that? Like, how do I pitch them? Like, what, 
you know, do they have to be at my exact level or can I pitch people that are above me as far as like following and should you have a strong personal relationship with this person or can you bring this to people outside of your personal relationships within your industries? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a great, uh, a great question. Definitely one of the first ones that people have. Uh, so I follow something that I call the rings of recruitment and it sounds fancy, but essentially what that means <laughs> is I would at first take a look at your innermost circle. So the people that you do already have a really close relationship with. So who are your students, your super fans, people that might already be referring people to you without you even having a, an official referral program or partner program set up. So I would talk to them first, then I would make a list of the people that are acquaintances, but you know, they might not necessarily know about your, your partner program or how it could benefit them. Um, and then I would start making a list of, you know, your dream list, like people that are above you in business or that serve a similar audience or, or have large followings. You could also make categories of people. So if you are, um, you know, a chiropractor that specifically serves women's health issues, you know, there are a lot of other kinds of people that serve women's health issues. So you could write categories of people down and start to meet people on those. Um, so that's the first step. The second thing or the second part of the question is like, how do you pitch them? And I would say never cold pitch for an affiliate. And that is like super against probably what everybody else says in the affiliate world. But I truly believe, like I said, if someone has a connection to you or your program, they're way more likely to go all in than if they don't. That doesn't mean that you have to like cultivate this relationship for years and years, but I do want you to think about it like dating. Like you don't just like walk up to somebody that looks like they have a big audience and like, hey, do you want to get married? Like, no, you're not going to do that. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And so some ways you can you know, there are so many things, but I would just take a look at people in your dream list. Like, what are they interested? What are, what are they promoting? Do they have a podcast? Can you support them in some way and just get that relationship going? And then once you have that relationship, do you have any like best practices when it comes to that pitch? Should it be delivered in a certain format, like via email or something else or things to say or not say, or should you kind of like not mention the affiliate first and start some other relationship um convert like you already have the relationship established should you have something that kind of segues into it like a what's in it for them any thoughts on you know the best practices to get most likely get the yes yeah for sure so you definitely want to first energetically i want you to go into any pitch knowing that this is an amazing opportunity for the person that you're pitching. You're not begging them. You don't need them to promote you, but it is an opportunity for them to share. And it is a win. I like to call it the quadruple win, right? It's a win for them. It's a win for you. It's a win for your team. And it's a win for um, the audience, right? It's a win for the customers that are going to find out about this. Um, So definitely having the right mindset and being super excited about your product and program and about the partnership. And then also really leading about why it's a win for them, why you think their audience in particular would love it, how how easy you're going to make it. And then I really want you to, I do think email is best. 
I want you to send the email, not your team. This is another mistake I see people making um, is having their team pitch for them. So again, you want that personal connection. So you're sending the pitch, maybe have a personal line about your connection, why you think they specifically would rock at it and include the details, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in that first email. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not like overwhelming the amount of details, but like maybe it's like, you know, it's in May, may you have space in your calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then another piece of advice there is like potentially have a backup date of, of if you know when your next launch is going to be, don't lead with two dates, but oftentimes they're only going to say no because the date doesn't work out for them. Sure. Cause they might have their own stuff launching. They might be on vacation. They might have things mm-hmm. going on. Uh, do you have, is, have you seen like an average or an industry standard on what affiliate payouts typically are? Like, is it a percentage? Um, what do you typically see? Yeah. So it definitely depends on the industry and on the type of product. So for referrals for services, 10% is typical. Um, I've seen things up to 20%, but I would say 10% is like super industry standard for, you know, like if you're going to share a copywriter or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you're doing online courses, then between 40 and 50% is pretty standard for things like ongoing memberships. I see things anywhere between 20 and 30%. Now, of course you can always go outside of those lines. Yeah. Any tips to go, like you gave such good strategy in those four A points of what to focus on. What did you call that full process again? I want to give it the proper name when you're in the, you it's know. Really just rocking your affiliate program. Oh, that'll <laughs> do it. it. Rock your affiliate program. Yeah. Love it. So you gave us such great strategies to make sure that we really serve our people well in the process. Any like if you want to knock it out of the park or you want to go so above and beyond, maybe consider this. Oh, yeah. There are so many in all of the categories, but I would just say going back to making it just so easy for people and so fun for people. Like don't underestimate how busy people are And so for example, in Activate and in Amplify, like when we're sending emails to partners about like the leaderboard, for example, oftentimes when people are sending it, they just send like, okay, here's a leaderboard, like go, go, go. What we actually do in every single email that we send is we include swipe copy. We like already pasted in the email with their links in it. So they could literally copy and paste it from that email. We include links to the trainings. We include links to our promo guides, like everything that we can, like it does make these mega long emails sometimes. And like, we have to like get creative with formatting, (laughs) but I just, yeah, continue to provide people with their links and their logins. If you have a training center or something like that, um, is, is one way. And when you're saying a training center, this is kind of another way to go above and beyond like a spot where they can have a full understanding of what the program is, marketing strategy, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yes. And I wanted to ask you too, I would love to know what do you think is like the best first step for someone that's like totally new to this concept? Should 
I was about to hit you with a two-part question. <laughs> I'm going to pause my second. This is just because I'm a mom of three kids. And if I don't get it all out of my head now, it disappears into the abyss for the rest of time. So I'm going to make a mental note of what the second question is. I will likely forget it, but I already forget what my first question was. What is, the, what is the first step they can do? Like if they're brand new to the game. If you're brand new and you want to leverage partnerships, first of all, congratulations. I think you've made a smart move <laughs> by doing this instead of potentially Facebook ads. I mean, again, nothing against Facebook ads. <laughs> uh, so I would say get really clear on your own launch. And that sounds like I'm not even talking about partnerships and in a certain way I'm not. But I have a lot of people that come to me for help with their affiliate program. And then we sit down to talk about it and I'm like, okay, well, when's your launch? And they don't have that date. So first thing, please get your, your launch calendar on the, on the calendar. Um, so pick, are you going to do a webinar? Or are you going to do a video series, a challenge, whatever it is? I want you to get those dates down so that you can communicate it with the, with your partners. Um, mm -hmm. And I would recommend doing it early. That's the other thing about pitching. Uh, don't, don't pitch somebody that when you have a launch next month or next week, make sure to give people plenty of time so that they can get it on their calendar. What's a good runway for that? Depends a little bit, but I would love for you to give your partners four to six months. Uh -huh. uh, there are definitely you know, premium programs that if you launch once a year, that you want to give people, you know, quite a bit of runway and start mentioning it to them about a year in advance. But for, you know, for most programs, I'd say four to six months. Okay. Awesome. And, um, that was my other question when you have a program that you haven't launched before. So these, mm -hmm. like most of our listeners are not brand new to business, but they might be new to the affiliate experience. Let's say I'm launching a course and I've never launched it previously. Do you bring partners into your first launch or do you kind of work out the kinks and then bring them into a ne the next launch? So <laughs> the best thing is to run your launch first once without partners and then bring in partners. And I say that specifically because when you have partners, you are double launching, right? Like even when you bring in partners, you still have to write all your emails. You have to create the webinar or, you know, however you're launching, you have to create the sales page and create all those assets. Plus like set up your email campaigns and, and do all that tech. So if you bring in partners right then you're double launching, but if you get all that set up first, and then the next time you bring in partners, you'll already have it in place. You can focus on making it really easy. You can focus on those relationships and cheering them on. I have seen people be successful with their first launch of a course by bringing in partners. It's just going to be more work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And just kind of for curiosity's sake, since you've been in like both the launch space in general and then specific to having launches with affiliates, mm -hmm. how like speak to how powerful this is, like oh, financially yeah. speaking, you know, like what are yeah. kind of, what's the, the, um, disparity you've seen between the two, you know, whether For it's a sure. number or just like a growth perspective. Yeah. I, so my webinar, when I do my launches is called double your course launch revenue. And that's my goal for all of my students is for them to double their revenue. And so we actually did it our, for ourselves this year. So I used to, you know, do it for people behind the scenes. Now I have my own training, Rock Your Affiliate Program. We ran it once. Like, you know, I followed my own advice. 
for the most part. I ran it once without partners and then I ran it with partners. We actually four times our revenue. Wow. And two and a half times our, our take home revenue, right? Cause mm-hmm. we do have to pay out commissions. So, but, but still two and a half times what I was able to take home, um, with the same amount or, or less work, honestly. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. And you're getting in front of an audience that if you deliver, they're going to stick around and you wouldn't exactly. have had access to them otherwise. So it's, it's not just helping the launch that you're in today. It's helping future launches. If you're properly nurturing those people that come into the pipeline. Yeah. I just am like, I get so excited about the prospect of this for people adopting this model because it's just so powerful. Speaking mm-hmm. of paying out affiliates, my brain is like a ping pong ball today, but I'm just like coming up with, I want to make sure we take all <laughs> the possible wisdom we can from that amazing brain of yours when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> paying people out. I was just about to say two questions. One question first. <laughs> One question. It's been a day. It's um, a day. <laughs> So what's an appropriate timeline? Like how quickly should you be paying people out once it's done? Mm, Yeah, that is a great question. And it does depend a little. I've seen people do it differently, but I would, so it depends on your refund policy. Mm. Um, So if you have a 30 day refund period, you know, you want to make sure that you're not paying out until after that because- you don't want to sure. do any taxis backsies. Right. <laughs> be way, awkward. Yeah. Need that back. <laughs> right. So, uh, depending on your refund policy, and then I think you know, anywhere between thirty and sixty days out is a good time for your first payout. I'll tell you what I do, and what a lot of people that I've worked with have similar schedules. Um, so. I pay out on the last Wednesday of the month for all student payments received the month before. So like from May 1st to 31st, I pay out the last week of June. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I've heard, and I've had clients prior to coming to work with me that have had like horror stories with affiliates and they've, (laughs) because they've had weird payment plans. And like, for example, I have a couple of students who previously one of them had a mastermind and she had an affiliate program for it, but the mastermind, and even though it was like a $15,000 mastermind, people could pay, you know, a lot of it was payment plan yeah. driven, but she had promised her affiliates the full chunk of the 15,000 right up front. So she oh, was okay. paying out more than she had gotten in. Cause a lot of people chose the payment plan and she offered a pretty big incentive for her affiliates. And then of course you run into the trouble of like, well, what happens if someone cancels a few months right. in? Cause you didn't have in the fine print that they can't with cancel their payment plan. And they're responsible for the full year. So she ended up losing money on what looked like from externally a successful launch how do you put precautions or, you know, boundaries in place to protect yourself from those risks? Definitely. So with, so a couple of things. So one with payment plans, you definitely want to pay out. Well, I can, I'll say this and then I'll say an alternative. When you have a payment plan, I would recommend that you pay out um, your commissions, you know, in proportion to the payment plan received. So I have an eight pay, so I will be making eight monthly payments. As I receive student payments in, I will be making eight monthly payouts. Sorry, I like to keep it clear with like payout as I'm paying out and then payment yep. as I'm like receiving it. Sometimes I mix them up. But um, 
So that is one thing. I will say that I have also seen people do things like, this also incentivizes your partners to really get their people to pay in full. Uh, So you could say, I will give you 100% of the very first payment. So like if you had a, a, I'm just going to make up numbers. Like if your thing was a hundred dollars a month on the payment plan and normally you'd get 50% commission. So $50 a month for three months. Um, Instead you say, if they pay on a payment plan, I'm going to give you $100 one time and that's it and keep it really clean Mm -hmm. so that you could do that. Most people don't. Um, But so I would definitely recommend extending it. Also have a really clear affiliate agreement as well that states that you only make payouts based on payments received. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to do things to protect yourself financially. Mm -hmm. And because then you're, if you set the expectation up front, it's not upsetting to the the affiliate or the partner because they understand these are the boundaries of the the plan that we're moving forward with and they're not wondering why you switch gears on them or anything and it also protects you from you know paying someone for something that ultimately they technically didn't fully deliver on because that person didn't end up continuing on with you or however your program is customized or set up any other words of wisdom for us? Because like, I feel like my brain's going to explode with all this goodness. And I've heard you talk about this stuff before. And I feel like I've just gotten like so much more from today. Oh, thank you so much. I hope that that everybody listening finds it helpful. One thing uh, that I have to repeat, not have to, I get the wonderful opportunity to repeat every day in my student group because it can be overwhelming is you can always add on more. Like, so when you were asking me, you know, if you really want to kick it up a notch, like, what can you do? And I love that. And and we're constantly thinking of ways to do that. And at the same time, just go through the basics. Like you've got the framework with attract, activate, amplify, appreciate. Once you get that set up, like it, it's a, it's a legacy program, right? You're not just like one and dunning this one launch. Okay. I'm going to double my launch revenue. Like, okay, good. I can retire. Like, right. That's not how it works. So it just continually think about how to make improvements for next time. If someone says no, that's okay. It might be a timing thing. You can circle back around, but just think about your partner program as a legacy program that's going to continue to pay you when you want leads and sales on tap. I love that perspective. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah. Well, Laura, this was just like straight gold. I <laughs> loved everything you shared. I am like eager to go back and make sure that I have all my notes from my brain down onto paper, but thank you for your time today and for the work you're doing. Where can our people come find you? Yeah, definitely. So I've got a starter kit. Uh, So if you go to laurasprinkle.com forward slash Liz, we will have that for you. Um, You can grab your starter kit for uh, getting your affiliate program set up. Awesome. That's perfect. I think that's going to be exactly what our listeners are looking for. I'll be sure to link that in the show notes. So thank you for your time today, Laura. This was just amazing. I can't wait for our people to hear it. Thank you so much. It's amazing. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. 
Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.